Welcome back to the show, everyone. It's Dina Calmetti here. And for today's program, I have Susan Davis with me with Marriage Supper of the Lamb Ministries. And today we're going to talk about prayer, spiritual warfare prayers. And um, hey, Susan, are you there? I am, Dina. Welcome again to the show. We're so excited to have you back here. Well, thanks a lot. And, uh, you know, I love being uh, with you doing these shows. Amen. So, Susan, what can you tell us about uh, these uh, spiritual warfare prayers? Well, I actually have a really interesting story to share with your audience. And I think that they're going to be quite riveted by this because I believe that people are being attacked and and have been under attack for a while now, but especially now, it's gotten very dark and evil in the world. And if people don't notice it, I just, I don't know where, where, what part of the planet they're living on, because it's just so dark and ugly right now. But uh, God has not left us without hope and without the ability to, you know, take care of ourselves uh, through things like prayer. And uh, so that's kind of what we're going to talk about. And uh, before we enter into this discussion, I'd like to pray, if that's possible. Amen. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, Father God, we lift you up and we thank you so much for being part of this broadcast and this particular interview. We thank you for how you have revealed yourself uh, to myself and others through experiences And I ask that you open the hearts and the minds and pull the scales off the eyes, the spiritual scales, and um, let people have a chance to understand that you're real, that you're alive, and that you are in their court uh, when they come to you and uh, they're at their their wit's end. Lord, uh, protect us and keep us safe. And, uh, of course, uh, forgive us of our sin. We love you, Jesus. We give you all the praise. Amen. Amen. So, yeah, the story goes like this. Um, Our family bought a house. And, uh, I don't know, it's been several years now uh, we've lived in this house. But uh, when we first moved here, uh, we didn't know that we were getting the haunted house deal. Oh, boy. The purchase of this house and uh, I say that but jokingly but in reality uh, we know that there aren't ghosts and spirits of dead people that they're only demonic That's and right. evil spirits so uh, you know dead grandma is not haunting any house it's always <laughs> demons and if you think it's dead grandma it's a familiar spirit and that's, that's right. in the bible and don't talk to those spirits either because that's called necromancing. And I'll just mention to your audience what that actually means. If you break it down, the word necro means death. And the word uh, mancing the sec- is derived from the word romancing. So it's actually like uh, romancing the dead is necromancing, is speaking to dead but you're really speaking to dead familiar spirits who can mimic uh someone who's gone on to um you know either to heaven or hell but um that's how you hear a lot people talk quite a bit about mediums and psychics 
and they're just talking to demons, basically. That's right. And it's also forbidden to talk to the dead. Exactly. It's an abomination, the Mm -hmm. Bible says. And there's a lot of scriptures, and I'm sure Dina will throw some up on the screen here for you about that and uh, on necromancy. So back to what I was saying, um, our house, when we got here, we didn't know. Uh, The story goes, after we moved in, yes, there was a lot of bizarre and crazy things going on. And some people would say, oh, they call it a haunting. But it's really just evil spirits. And evil spirits, uh, actually, Jesus spoke quite a bit about evil spirits in the Bible. And a third of his ministry was about deliverance. And so if you don't hear a lot about that in your church, you might want to reconsider uh, the church you're going to, because uh, deliverance is a huge part of Jesus's ministry. But uh, back to the situation here at our house, um, I learned after we moved into this house that the woman that owned the house, she had divorced from her husband during the time she was in the house, and uh, she had a young son. And she and the young son lived together in our house, and they were being attacked by these evil spirits. And the attack was so great that towards the end, right before she sold the house, uh, she and her young son were sleeping together in the car in their garage at night. That's terrible. Yeah, because they were too afraid to come into the house. And so she, you know couldn't wait to get out of this house and move. I think she went and lived with her parents in another state. But um, nevertheless, you know, those notes weren't in our purchase agreement. (laughs) They forgot to disclose that part. No, they did not disclose this. Um, This information came to me later through uh, neighbors and things of this nature. But anyway... So, yes, we did inherit some of the same issues that she must have been dealing with. But um, I kind of had already was grounded in my understanding about such things. And I don't think it took me by storm so much as it did uh, the prior owner. Okay, so. Well, what would you experience? Well, you would, you know, you could see things going on. And um, my son, when he was young, was especially uh, sensitive to such things. He had the gift of seeing such things, uh, both good and bad, when he was quite young, age 12 and up. And uh, I saw them, too, and my husband saw them. And these were uh, otherworldly entities and things of that nature and just bizarre things that would cause people to want to sell a house, I think. (laughs) And, uh, but I was quite close to the Lord. I was getting closer to him all the time, uh, after we had moved here. And so he, uh, was teaching me about, um, how to pray exactly against this. And, um, I just want to talk about prayer. Well, first of all, these prayers don't work so well or at all actually (laughs) if you have a lukewarm relationship with the lord and this again i'll ask dina to pull scripture up uh on the screen about the scripture that says 
there were some people that tried to take on demons and the demons said to them, we know Paul, we know Jesus, but who are you? And uh, they really got messed up by these demons. And the reason is they were not in a locked, loaded relationship with the Lord Jesus. They were just, well, the thing is, you've really got to surrender to the will of the Father through the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, who paid the price for you to have the ability to go from your own will back to the will of the Father, which is what we all lost at the garden when uh, Eve and Adam, you know, ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so by rendering to the will of the Father, then we're under his watch and protection. And if you're outside of that protection, then you're walking very dangerously now. And so uh, these kinds of prayers are not going to work for you. You're going to be attacked, just like the people in the New Testament were when they attempted to do it outside of a close relationship with Jesus. So I wanted to make sure on the outset that you understand how significantly important it is that you not take this lightly when you are about to go up against the enemy. But... You know, uh, I don't know if you recall a movie called The War Room, which I thought was a pretty good movie. Excellent Uh, movie. Yeah. And so this is what I'm talking about. A lot of people get a lot done in the secret place when they're uh, in private with the Lord. And, you know, uh, exactly where is the secret place? Well, it's absolutely anywhere you're talking to the Lord. Now, I know a lot of people have little little place that they've compartmentalized in their home and they call it the secret place. And you know what? That's great. I'm totally a hundred percent okay with that. And, uh, but your car can be your secret place and standing in line at the bank or just anywhere you're at, um, can be the secret place. If you're communing, talking to the Lord. I used to, um, as I was working when I used to have a secular job, I used to talk to him in my mind at my desk while I was doing work. Nobody knew that oh, yeah. I was praying, but he knew. And so And it, they don't have to. Yeah, they don't have to. But it can literally be anywhere, like you said, where you commune with the Lord. Exactly. Okay, I was home one day and it was my son and I. We were alone in the house. My son was upstairs in his bedroom and I would place him at about age fourteen at the time that happened. And um, I was, you know, talking to the Lord in my dining room downstairs at the time. And this was completely the Holy Spirit uh, began to teach me how to pray uh, against the attacks that we were experiencing as a as an entire family in this house that we were in. And uh, by the way, we still are in that house. Okay, we didn't move out. (laughs) Oh, wow. But yeah. Yeah. Um, So what happened was the Lord showed me that back in the time of Exodus, during the the plagues in Exodus, uh, the great and final plague was the, you know, the angel of death that came through and destroyed the firstborn, Mm -hmm. as you recall. Mm -hmm. And what those guys did to deal with that is, They had a Passover. They painted the blood over their doorposts of a a pure lamb. And then the, you know, that angel of death passed over them. 
and uh, they used a hyssop plant, by the way, which also stands for purity, the hyssop plant. But anyway, this is what they did to combat that evil. And that uh, angel of death went ahead and killed many of the firstborn animals and people in Egypt at that time of, you know, Pharaoh and all of that. Mm -hmm. So the Lord proceeded to show me that we no longer need that lamb like they did. We have the lamb who is Jesus. Amen. And we have the blood of the lamb of Jesus that we can use at, at any moment. And so he, you know, basically instructed me to pray this prayer. And it was, uh, this is straight from the Holy Spirit. And it was, Lord, please cover this house with the precious blood of Yahushua. And that was exactly what he said. And then he said uh, for me to say, Lord, please protect this house under the holy name of Yahushua. And I did this. I, at first, I was like, okay, this is kind of interesting. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure about it. But, you know, out of faith. I just acted out of faith. And so I started to go around my house, and I was praying over the different parts of the house. And I actually felt like, what do I have to lose, you know, at this point? So I just go ahead and pray. Well, like I said, my son's upstairs. He has no idea that I just had this conversation with God. And after I started to pray, uh, my son comes bounding downstairs out of his uh, bedroom. And he says to me, Mom, he said he had seen three dark figures leave our house. He said he saw one go through the corner of my bedroom out the ceiling he saw another dark figure leave out of a our bedroom window, and he followed another dark figure down two flights and saw it go out a lower level window. And to this day, I can't believe my son was chasing around a demon. But <laughs> this is what he uh, said. Now, he had no idea what the Lord had shown me through prayer. He had no clue. And so this was a huge confirmation of what uh, God was instructing me to do. So Praise I was God. really like, I, I was very excited, like, wow, this has really got some power behind it. And of course it does, because there's nothing more powerful than the blood of Christ or the name of Christ. Amen. And, and so the Lord was showing me how to utilize this prayer. And so I have to tell you that I had some other interesting things happen to me at you know, at one point, we had our heat go out for a very short time, and I went over to my in-laws to stay because I just couldn't take the cold, and so they gave me a spare bedroom to sleep in, and I was in their room, and the room was very dark, and and I was uh, laying there, sleep, getting ready to go to sleep, and I thought, well, I'll just pray the prayer that the Lord taught me. And so in this dark room, I took my hand across the ceiling and I was like, Lord, please cover this room with the precious blood of Yeshua. And literally, as I was doing that, I could see my hand uh, painting light across the ceiling. I, it was something like I've never seen before. Praise and it was, God. Yeah, it was incredible experience. And it was things like this that was confirming that, you know, God was telling the truth, that this is literally uh, a very powerful way to pray. And uh, as I said before, 
you've really got to be locked into a tight, confirmed relationship with Jesus. You can't dabble in a lukewarm way with God uh, because these evil spirits are dangerous, very dangerous. They know you better than you know you. They're watching and they know who is, uh, you know, on their knees. They know who is praying. They know who's in the word. They know who is following the Lord. And, um, so they know the difference from some, and from somebody who's just plain church. And I said the prayer that, uh, that's, you know, particular prayer and indeed it does work. And, um, yeah, there was peace in my home. We were able to sleep and it was definitely, I didn't see anything, but, um, but the prayer does work. But it also, you've got to be um, close with the Lord, you know, and, and who doesn't want to be close with Jesus? Who doesn't want to talk to God and spend time with him and, um, you know, and, and just be with him? He's amazing. I agree. And I, I just said this recently, if you're not fixated on God, you're in a very dangerous place right now. And that's yeah, especially I really believe. Especially right now with the way things are going in the world and how they're lining up with Bible prophecy. I mean, we're seeing some stuff that obviously I can't talk about here on this channel, but um, we're seeing some stuff that are preludes or precursors to uh, Revelation 13. We're seeing that right now, you know, and um, and you guys hear a lot about what I report on. And but yeah, to, right now is a very important time. To get close with the Lord. If there were ever a time, it would be today. And so I want to go on and uh, tell a little bit more about this experience. And um, Oh, yes. I want to hear more. Uh, tell a little further about what God continued to reveal to me about the situation. And so I think I've said before in prior interviews that... God has gifted me with the ability to hear his voice. And um, so I was actually out mowing our yard one time after God revealed this to me. And I was mowing and I was actually talking to him while I was mowing. And I was talking about the two households across the street from us that were breaking up and they were divorcing and breaking up. And one was a family with children and the other was a, a, a young couple. And I just was really upset because of this whole thing. And I said to the Lord, I said, what's going on with these families across the street? And I'll never forget this as long as I live. He actually said to me, well, when you cast those demons out of your house, they had to go somewhere. And I was just stunned because... Yeah, I mean, the Bible talks about uh, when the spirits uh, leave, um, they go about dry places looking for where they can go next. And um, obviously, uh, this kind of thing goes on. I mean, people have no idea. And so the Lord revealed to me that, you know, part of the prayer needs to include uh, casting these spirits into uh, the abyss so that they don't travel over to your neighbor's house and cause trouble. And so the third and final part of the prayer came to me from the Lord. And it was 
that we should, uh, Lord, please cast the enemy away from our house or from this house by the authority of Yahushua and send them into the abyss. And so uh, there you have it. The three most powerful things in the universe is the blood, the name, and the authority of Jesus Christ. And those three are very powerful. But again, like I said, uh, you need to really have a relationship, a strong relationship. You need to be out of a lukewarm situation or this could backfire on you. As I said earlier with uh, the New Testament scripture I I, uh, cited. And so um, there have been times where, and I noticed some things going on in our home and I had gone to the Lord about it. And he said, well, and he called me on it because he was right. I had fallen off my game. I was basically not doing my prayer part anymore. And he said, you've got to keep doing it. And he said, you know, when I clean house, just go ahead and clean house, spiritual house (laughs) and that he would help me, you know? And so this is not something, it's not a one shot deal uh, because these evil spirits they can come, and we did a interview recently on Cursed Object Series. I mean, it's just amazing how spirits can come into your home unbeknownst to you and that sort of thing. So we have to really be on guard uh, by what kind of books we read, what kind of movies we watch, what kind of television we watch, what kind of things we're engaging in, and all of these things can um, bring you know, problems to us. Also, people. People can carry in their spirits, too, into your home. They certainly can, and I have also witnessed that as well. So, um, but I will say this. The Lord uh, loves us and wants us to follow him, and he is, um, he wants to be our shepherd and lead us. And we, you know, he doesn't want us to live in fear. He wants us to live in confidence that he is more than able to take care of us in these dark times. And boy, are, are these ever dark times. And But there is no reason that somebody who's really close to the Lord can uh, has to live in fear, even in these darkest hours uh, about the future or anything. God is in charge, always has been, and always will be. And if you are under him and his leadership, and his guidance, there's absolutely no reason that anybody needs to live in fear. Well, he tells us, I think it's like over 365 times in his word, not to be in fear. Exactly. Not to exactly. be fearful. And think about it. If we really think about this, and I've, I've had to do this myself, is uh-huh. if the God, our creator, that sees and knows everything is with you and you've received him as your savior and you're repentive and you're, you know, you're living a uh, uh, righteous lifestyle. If you just picture everywhere you go, Jesus is with you everywhere you go. And not only just Jesus, which is enough, but also his army of angels are surrounded around you. What harm can come to you if you have the God of the universe, our Messiah, who died for all of us right beside you all the time. Just imagine that, that Jesus is with you 24-7 because he is. 
just because you can't see him doesn't mean he's not there. And um, what can come up against him? You know, so there's nothing to be oh, fearful hey. if you have him, if you know that he's with you all the time. Well, he lives right within us. Amen. And that's extremely comforting, by the way. <laughs> Amen. Amen. He says, I will go with, I will go with you wherever you go. Exactly. And he is with us uh, 24 7, 365. He's right within us. And we can commune with him uh, by because of what he did on the cross, the horrible death he died. Uh, he paved the way uh, to, you know, tear back the veil in the temple so that we don't have to go through a priest or individual like that, we actually can commune and talk to God totally at will. And what a shame more Christians don't take full advantage of this great gift. Right, Dina? Oh, yeah. I mean, I this is how I picture God. When I go to pray to him, I picture him, and I think I've said this before, on the edge of his seat, just waiting to hear our voices. And sometimes, you know, and I felt this recently, like when I'm getting ready to end my prayer, it's like he hasn't gotten enough. He wants more of us. He doesn't want us just to stop oh, talking to him. Yes, I feel the same. I, I have to share this with the audience. I was uh, in my car one time, and I really wasn't hearing from God all that often. It just very every now and then. And But I was driving in my car, and I was talking to the Lord pretty much I'm the only one talking, okay? I'm, I'm talking out <laughs> loud. I'm alone, and I'm just just talking about this, that, and the other with God, which, hey, you can do that, you know. And so here I am talking away to God and, you know, just discussing different things. All of a sudden, I got it in my mind. Oh, my mom, who was in assisted living at the time, I thought, well, I better give her a call and see if she's okay. So I've got the phone, you know, up by my ear. And all of a sudden, I hear the Lord say to me, he literally said these words, She's okay. Just keep talking. <laughs> and I dropped the phone midair. My phone just dropped out of my hand and fell down. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> That's awesome. But the Lord, yes, and he has a great sense of humor, by the way. But um, he is a very loving God. And he does so badly want to commune with his children. And that's why he died and made a way for us to have a deeper uh, relationship with him, a loving relationship, and to care for us, even as we're going through the darkest times in our life. And I believe God is going to get you through whatever you're going through uh, if you put all, you pin all your hopes on him. Amen. Well, he tells us to drop off our cares with him. You know, this is from a God, the only God, that knows every single hair on your head. And he knows every single worry on your mind. So, um, yeah. And one of those is, you know, uh, being fearful. He doesn't want us to be fearful. He wants us to uh, release that to him. Exactly. And so I don't know exactly what uh, the young woman was going through that lived here before that, you know, she was being tormented so badly that she had to sleep in the car at night with her child. Um, I'm sure that was terrible, but 
we don't have to we don't have to sleep in our cars at night with our children from the terror of the enemy god is about comfort and the enemy is about uh torment that's right so anytime you encounter a false version of god it's going to it's going to be about torment but um if only she had known jesus then she could have uh still been living here probably so you know that's just my testimony about the story and i i'm uh suggesting that my listeners and your listeners dina mm-hmm. uh are the people that we talk to daily uh really try this out and find out that they too can walk in peace that jesus talks about the peace that passes all understanding yes yes he said that we will face tribulations but um, he will give us peace that surpasses all understanding and he really will he will calm the storm he will um, but we gotta you know participate we can't expect him to he can nothing is impossible for god but we have to be uh, participating in this relationship with him. And he, so, as, as you said, Susan, he wants to comfort us. He wants to wipe away every single tear in our eye. He wants to take away our fear. He does not want us to fear. He said, fear not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. I will hold your right hand. He doesn't want us to fear anything. Not at all. And... We don't have to live in fear at all. I mean, he has made a way and we can live, you know, in comfort. Yes, we're going to see dark things and yes, they're going to be concerning, but God is for us. So who can be against us? Amen. Amen. And he also tells us what to do in Ephesians chapter six. Yes, the Lord has outlined in detail through his word Uh, how we can live in this life and uh, how we can get through the things that face us. And we just have to pick up the book and read it and study it. Amen. And if you are having a hard time understanding or hearing from God, because I've I've, uh, seen some comments about that, talk to the Lord about that. Talk to the Holy Spirit about that and say, hey, God, I want to hear from you more. I want to speak to me in your word or speak to me audibly. You know, he, he does it with Susan. I've heard his audible voice. He, there's plenty other people that have heard from God. And, um, and he will answer your prayer because he wants you to draw close to him. Because he said, draw close to me and I will draw close to you. Well, and, and people are uh, thinking that, you know, not everybody hears God's voice. But let me tell you, God communicates with people through various ways. And one of them is through understanding. If you're reading a scripture and all of a sudden it makes sense to you, God gave you that insight uh, because there's nothing in you that would have figured that out apart from him. Amen. Amen. uh, He's the one who gives the insight. And I say to people, less is more. I know a lot of people when they go to read the Bible, they want to just uh, race through it and see how many chapters they can get under their belts for every reading. Like, okay, they want to read 10 chapters a day. But if they walk away and they go, I don't even understand what I read, I don't even remember what I read or what it meant, then that's not really accomplishing anything. So 
when I say less is more, I mean, I prefer to read three chapters for understanding than just be able to say, oh, I read 10 chapters today, but I have no clue what I just read. Exactly. So if we read, uh, if we get into one chapter, you are thinking, I, I can't even make sense of what I just read. Then what I would do for my reading that day is I would read that same chapter three times. And by the third time, usually I can make sense of what I'm reading. I don't know why that is, but if I just dedicate myself to rereading that chapter over and over and try to clear your mind from what's going on around you, turn the TV and radio off and just focus on what's in front of you, then it's amazing how all of a sudden the understanding can come to you. Amen. Amen. And, um, and God wants you to understand his word because he wants to talk to you through his word. Exactly. Exactly. And I we're had, walked by the word. Yeah. I had to ask him a few times over and over and over and over. Holy Spirit, please give me understanding into your word. Please, please. And I would, you know, beg him sort of. We don't need to do that. You don't need to really beg God. But um, he one day I opened it up and I was like, aha. Now I get it. And, right. And, and by, awesome. Yeah, and by no means am I a theologian or anything like that. Yeah. But if I have a question, I don't understand something even now, I'll dig deep. You know, I'll, I'll look at commentaries. You know, I'll look things up. I'll look words up and try to understand it. And because we're taking that effort to do that, the Holy Spirit gives us understanding. He's amazing like that. Oh, exactly. And so... Basically, the Bible is like an onion, I call it. It has many layers, and it's a living document. It's not like a quick-read novel, like once you've read it, you've read it, that's it, I'm done with that. No, and it's a book that you have to keep going back to over and over because it keeps giving. And I can testify to the fact that I've, I've read certain passages of the Bible so many times, and then by the eighth or, you know, 10th time, all of a sudden, it comes to life uh, for me like never before. Well, that was because that was the time God wanted me to have the understanding of that particular thing. And that's how it works. Amen. Amen. I've had the same thing happen to me. And where you can actually hear the voice of the Lord speaking to you, um, you know, during that time that you finally get it. Or, and sometimes you could, you know, read it several times and it may have a, uh, not that his word changes, but it may affect you differently depending on the point where you are in your life too. I've had that happen. Yes. And so basically, uh, the other thing too is you can have something happen to you in your life and the very day you pick up the Bible and read that section, it's actually speaking to you regarding something that is going on in your life at that moment. And so it is an amazing document, and uh, God works through it. Amen. And, and he also works through it through prayer. When you pray scripture, and we'll get into that maybe in a future broadcast, but Praying scripture is um, also another great way to pray because you're using God's word, which can never return void. Never. And so um, this is a very exciting topic. And I think uh, and I'm hoping that 
the listeners will uh, get excited about it as well. Yeah, and you guys, you know, you know, leave your comments below uh, this video and tell us what you think. Tell us if you, um, you know, have any questions about prayer or if you want us to address something in our next uh, coming video. Let us know, you guys. We would love to hear from you. And Susan, I want to thank you for coming on the show again and um, giving us some of your knowledge. We love to hear from you here. And um, I just want to say thank you so much. Well, thanks for having me. And uh, it's fun. It's, we're, I think we're having more fun than we should. Right, Dina? Yeah, it's <laughs> not fair. <laughs> yeah, we are definitely having fun. But thank you, everybody, for watching. And um, we will talk to you soon.